Right. Welcome to episode five of the Screaming Props podcast. Dan here. Uh, I'm here with Ed Taylor from RKD Motion. Hello there. Uh, yeah, so you were Red Card Dynamics, you're now rebranding and... Yeah, no, we're just uh, going through the process now of uh, changing from Red Card Dynamics to uh, RKD Motion. Well, yeah, thanks for coming over and, uh, and spending some time with us. So. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, nice. Um, so, yeah, so you've been in the drone industry for how many years now? Uh, since t- uh, Commercially since 2016. Okay, cool. Uh, so yeah, a few, nice. a few a few years. It's yeah. uh, been a long few years. Yeah, <laughs> it feels <laughs> yeah. It feels it feels like forever. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but no, I've been flying FPV since 2013. So cool. uh, yeah, long time. Yeah, yeah so I, f- I feel like uh, one of the OGs. Yeah, 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 yeah. it was very different back then. Yeah, flipping yeah. heck, uh, it is not uh, like it is now. There was no YouTube for it. No, Barely. no, um, and cost a lot, yeah, because you blew everything up. Yeah, yeah. There's no, no capacitors on anything. Voltage protection. There was like absolutely none of it. None it was of it. All... And the frames were all crap. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> they were. Yeah, they were. <laughs> they were thin. Uh, very thin. Very yeah, basic. The props were. The props were crap. Everything. It was. Uh, yeah, different. Different era. Yeah. Um, but still yeah. fantastic. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I got, you got into it probably a couple, of, yeah, probably a year or two before I did, yeah. and even then it hadn't progressed much. Like I got into it from watching like Mr. Steel videos, and I think he started about the same time as you. I think yeah. so. Yeah, yeah, it's been uh, been been interesting following it, and yeah, the rapid like since I think since COVID particularly, like the uptake and the sort of exposure of it's been massive. Yeah, I think it's become more accessible to get i mean i think that the biggest thing for fpv was the pre-builds yeah where you could literally buy a pre-built fpv drone and it came 100 percent done as in it's it's a complete game changer compared to originally where you sort of had to know a little bit about soldering and uh, how electronics work whereas now yeah just what, which one do you want? Just pick it, and then it gets yeah. delivered, and it's ready to go. That's which it. Yeah, I think since that happened, it's completely changed. Yeah, uh, massively. The FPV world. Yeah, because you can just buy it all, or buy a couple of them if you know you're going to be using it a lot, or you know, definitely that's definitely what you want to do with it. And then yeah, you just go from there and fly and learn, and the simulators as well now. Like yeah. in terms of learning, yeah. like I spent yeah. so much time. You go out, fly first few flights, particularly. You go out, you crash, you go home, tail between your legs. Like I just wanted to yeah, go rebuild this, stay up late at night, like trying to fix it. Like yeah. say, so, no, not really any tutorials or anything to kind of keep you going. So it's, it's uh, yeah, it's it's the the sims are amazing now. I yeah. mean, especially how easy it is to connect your controller to your computer and actually use the controller you fly with. Yeah, is just amazing and so easy to use. Yeah. Um, so yeah, for people starting, I mean, that's the best thing. Just buy a controller. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah, buy a just... controller, buy a sim, and just play on it. And honestly, I reckon if you put three, four hours on that, you'll be able to fly. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, straight out. Yeah, you'll be able to fly it with no issue at all. Yeah. Uh, don't get me wrong. I think it'll take a bit longer to master it. Yeah. Um, but it's so easy to access. Yeah, hundred percent is. I think there's a lot of nervousness as well when you come from the sim to flying it. I think people, if they get over, they're getting confident and they know that you know what translates from the sim 
you know, translates well to reality. Yeah, yeah. I think if you trust that, it, you can you can do quite well. But yeah, like I say, it's just set up, ready to go out of the box, and off you go. It's um, it's pretty cool these days. Yeah, um, and there's yeah, just it's it's a totally different world. I mean, it's it's amazing where it is now. I mean, the technology behind it, like the the flight controllers, are just so much better yeah. than what they were originally. I'm just trying to think now what I actually. KK, yeah, it's a KK two, wasn't it? I think that's was it. Yeah, was yeah. that it? Yeah, oh, and it had a, had a little screen on it. Yeah, and you did all it, yeah. the setup through this little miniature screen. Uh, it was horrible. Yeah, it, absolutely. I mean, don't get me wrong. At the time, it was like, this is cool. Yeah, but it's now I level, think back, but... <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, that was horrendous. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, no, it's it's completely different. It's yeah, basic analog. Uh, video CCTV cameras, and like, then now yeah. with all the DJI stuff, yeah, it's crazy. As in, it's oh, just insane. I yeah. mean, to to have the you either love it or hate it. I get it for the racers with the analog over the digital side of things, but yeah, I mean that is changing. Like now, is kind of the main the main thing was DJI were the first ones there, really. But they had Connex as well a while back, but yeah. that didn't really take off. But DJI being the sort of first ones to come in with. A reliable digital system but it just didn't play well with the timing systems to do sort of accurate precise racing with no. which is what analog stayed for now you've got hd zero which is you know it's if you get the goggles and you go in for the full highest fps you can it's faster than analog and you know it's reasonably reliable now um and then there's other ones coming in which might be might be potential candidates as well in the future but it's having it's having enough testing and enough time to bring it into racing where they know you can use it reliably without yeah. forcing other people out or causing too many issues and stuff so so there was so many issues yeah with that in the early days yeah of uh, powering on while people were flying oh yeah it's, it's not it's yeah. not as bad now no it um, was yeah because it used to be when you powered on it still is with some video transmitters when you power them on they'll just cycle through all the channels of full bandwidth as they power on and that, that's what tends to blow people out yeah. when you power on whereas i think the tbs ones are maybe the immersion rc ones i can't remember which one was first but they um they implemented it where when it powered on it went straight to the channel you'd set it to right so okay. it was basically as clean a turn on as you nice, could get nice nice um but it's still not not wise to power on yeah. but <laughs> yeah. you never know so but that's no, cool um so what made you want to start getting into it commercially <sighs> um or were you asked to do it commercially and then you were like no oh, not at all no so when when i when i set up even in 2016 when I set up, FPV wasn't really commercially used. No. As in, it, it, you'd seen a few things, but it wasn't out there yeah. like it is now. No. As in, it'd be real rarity if you saw any of it. And so I set up, but I went for the more traditional heavy lift and inspire yeah. route uh, instead of the FPV. I still loved the FPV side of things. But I found myself enjoying more of the heavy lift. Uh, okay, yeah. Um, as in, it's a totally different style of filming and what have you. And I think it's a lot more easier to get into the industry yeah. rather than the FPV. Don't get me wrong; yeah. I know a lot of lot of top pilots who solely just do FPV in the industry. Yeah. But I feel, given the option of the Inspire and the more traditional style of filming goes a long way on set and get more work from it yeah that's it i think 
there's more opportunities out there, I think, for the the heavy lift and the and particularly in the film industry. You know, they they're using much more of the overview shots. You know, it's exactly. rare that you're getting you know the yeah. very close up yeah. FPV yeah. shots. So so yeah, no. So as uh, set up, I bought we bought a what did we get? It was an Inspire One. God, it flew like crap. <laughs> <laughs> it looked awesome when it first when it came out. Yeah, it just flew like crap and then the year later the inspire 2 came out just after we set up and we got that and it was just like the heavens had opened yeah it was just flew so amazing uh but then i say that now about the inspire 3 coming up i'm like god the inspire 2 flies like crap it levels up every single time um but yeah so we set up there and i've always had an interest in film yeah. So I've done a lot of uh, short films as a grip or a camera operator okay. before, uh, but nothing major. Uh, so I knew a lot of the background of film, and so film yeah. techniques, the lingo, everything like that. So that, I think, helped mm. um, when asked about a, a specific shot. I sort of knew what yeah, they what were they wanting. Wanted, yeah. uh, and then fell into the automotive market yeah uh don't go wrong who doesn't love cars i mean yeah. it's one of those things and especially with the fpv cars traveling fast there's some shots you can get that are just absolutely insane uh with the fpv style uh so yeah then went into the automotive and that's pretty much where i still am now <laughs> nice no that's cool yeah that's good so, um, so you say you fell into the automotive. What sort of area would you have wanted to push more into, or um, still want to push more into? Yeah, I mean, I I love filming cars. I mean, the options that you can push towards the director or the DP for style of shot with cars is endless. Whether it's with the Inspires Heavy Lift or uh, the FPV you can really go to town with what they want and they want that fast paced action yeah. shots. Uh, so it, 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 it does come out really well in that aspect of things, but I don't think, um, no, I think, I think, I think I'm happy with the direction that I've taken with the auto, um, cool. autoville side of things. It's an exciting area to be in. Um, especially working with fast cars and everything like that. Yeah. Uh, if I could push more, I'd probably want to push more with the feature film side yeah. of things. Because um, I've done, I think, I think I'm at seven, seven feature films I've oh, worked nice. on now. Yeah. And it's a, it's an amazing environment. As in, I think anyone who works on films will always agree. As in, it's a real buzz. While you're on it, don't get me wrong. The stress is yeah, it's a lot of pressure. Insane. I mean, if you're thinking about doing a quite a technical shot, um, and if you're on your own, that'd be great. But when you have about uh, twenty to fifty people watching what you're doing, yeah, it's yeah, it's it's a lot of stress. Um, but no, if I could push into it more, it would. If I could push into a different sector, sorry more. It would be feature films, I'd say. Cool. Nice. Um, That's cool. Yeah. So you mentioned like the Inspire 3 and that coming out and things. Is there any other 
or any or that could be the main thing you're looking forward to maybe upgrading to or pushing and using more of in the future is there any other drone tech that you think you'd like to see more of or think could be used more um currently with what i've seen after we don't have an inspire 3 mm. yet uh, we'll probably wait till next year because we haven't had ask, anyone ask us to shoot with one yet once the pe- once people start asking yeah. we want it we've, we've got no option we have yeah, to we have to change but i think we're yeah. so heavily invested in the two yeah it's such a big swap over to uh to go to, to go to really yeah um but no what would i like to see more of uh i don't know to be honest yeah, fair enough i think i think that's a real a pretty uh, open sort of, question yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah i mean it's it's all pretty awesome everything that's out there yeah. i don't think that there's anything that is uh pushing one <laughs> one thing i don't haven't got my head around is the cine lifters with gimbals yeah, me either. I can't get it. I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I mean, yeah. we've done it. We've, I mean, we've got a lot of cine lifters. We yeah. fly, we fly a red Komodo quite often. Um, yeah, but why would you not just use an Inspire? Yeah, as in the sh- the shots. I, I understand that if, example, if you're going through a wooded area. Yeah, yeah, I get it. That. Of course, the pilot will have a lot better vision with goggles on flying yeah. an FPV but I've also seen I'm not that impressed with say using the DJI uh, RS2 and 3 the 3 is better but the stuff that's really good is when you have the Movi on but then you're at 13 inch props yeah 12S it, the, the, the massive yeah and things. to be honest you could just put a uh, an FPV camera on an Inspire yeah and fly it, and, it's, could, and, yeah. and and then you've got the safety and redundancy using GPS and everything. So if something does go wrong, yeah, it, it can sort it itself just out. Sort yeah. itself out. Whereas with the, I don't know. So yeah, that's yeah. I, I haven't got my head around that. I don't don't go wrong. People have done awesome with it, and yeah. I love the stuff that they do. I just can't figure it out. No, uh, I've definitely seen some examples where I've like seen one like kind of. I've not seen this necessarily seen the footage, but I've seen it passing in like other footage. So one example is I saw one being used um, in Latvia for the um, European Driftmasters. Yep. And they had they it was just a panning shot from like a normal camera, but you could just see this Cinelifter with a gimbal on tracking. These, oh really? These like these cars, and I was like, it's a fixed track. You could have just literally set up a rail cam on yeah. that corner. You wouldn't even need someone manning it. You yeah. could just have it running yeah, around, yeah. and it would do the same thing yeah. as up there was trying a, to achieve it. It's but. the one thing that everyone got really excited as soon as Cinelifters came out. Everyone was like, right push really hard with it and it did boom um but i think it costs that much yeah to fly a komodo in the air with so say you've got six and a half grand komodo you've got a 1500 quid lens on it you've got a three grand cine lifter it's a lot of money that could go wrong yeah uh so you have to charge a lot of money yeah but then you have everyone with their GoPros in a five inch or a seven inch, and I I, I can't work it out. Of yeah, I think. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Especially with the Hero Eleven now yeah. with ten bit and like and the twelve having a log 
pro, like a proper log profile, I guess, is, is a bit of a step forward in, 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 yeah. that, in that regards. But yeah, just having that 10-bit color and just the flexibility of that alone. And to be fair, majority of people these days will be watching it on your mobile phone. Yeah. I get it. If, if you're going to be watching it at the cinema or you're yeah. working on a feature film and they want really high resolution, they want a Komodo or whatever you want. Yeah, well, uh, you just want... Well, I think the main thing is in that is you just want full colour control so you can yeah. make the footage match whatever other camera exactly. you're using. And yeah. that's what you want. So yeah. that's where the GoPro would struggle, I think, more than anything. Um, but it, it does, but then I've seen some insane results where you'll watch it Fair enough, it's on your mobile phone. Yeah, you watch it on your phone. And you're like, is that actually a GoPro? Yeah, in, it's it's that good. The color. Yeah. If you get an actual colorist to work True. it, yeah, it looks absolutely insane. Yeah. And I think that's the problem. Cine lifters have is the cost to fly a five. Yeah, five it's... grand camera compared to a three hundred and fifty quid GoPro is probably five six times the price yeah. for a day rate and a lot of companies i've noticed are a bit like yeah we'll just go with the gopro yeah which is fine i've got no issue with that because i feel i can push yeah you can the gopro yeah. more yeah uh, so i can push a five inch more. yeah it's, a, it's slightly less pressure at the end yeah it is because you've yeah, not yeah. got all that extra yeah um and fair mind. enough you can get insurance for it and all all that lot but I just don't see... Yeah. It's I, all the extra permissions as well, though, when you start stepping up to, rather than flying something that's five, six hundred, seven hundred grams, yeah. with a GoPro to, to up to several kilos. When oh, you yeah. Start I mean, our, our uh, I think our nine-inch hex, I think with the Komodo, uh, the DJI transmission system, the lens, battery, everything, I think that's about four and a half kilograms. Wow. That is. Uh, so... Yeah, you won't hefty bird. Yeah, you won't want it to uh, hit anyone. No, that's and it. And then we've got we've got a uh, thirteen inch twelve S, um, which is just a quad. It's not a hex, uh, but yeah, that thing is nuts. As yeah. in the power that that thing has. Even even when we've got the Komodo on it, it is just insane wow. how fast it is. As you you can hover and just blip the throttle, and it'll be two hundred feet in the wow. air. Uh, instantly, as in it is pretty That's awesome. Mega. So the technology is cool, yeah. But implicating it into the industry to make money from is yeah, it's got a hard curveball of yeah. working it out of what's cost effective. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, yeah, it's um, it's one of those, and it's it's also you know when it comes to safety and doing all all this stuff and. And like I say, costs. If if it's one of those things where, unless it's like a specific niche thing where they need really need it for that, and they need it all the time. Exactly. Yeah. Then it, it's you know if it's the odd one off, then fair enough. But yeah, it's a lot of, to invest in just for a one off or a couple of jobs every now and then. You know. Yeah, and the amount the amount yeah. of people who have rung us up saying, "Oh, can we? We want the Komodo in the air for a for a shot," and we're yeah. like, "Yeah, of course we're. Yeah, cool. Yeah, 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 absolutely." And then once we actually work out the pricing and everything they think or they've had a price from someone with a GoPro and when we say how much it is for that they're like how much and it's like it's a lot of of money to have a a, a crash that you could have with a 5 inch you could have the exact same with a single lifter Uh, so it's yeah really weird (laughs) the industry for that Uh, I can see as I say I, I can see how people use it all the time I think I'm more 
up for the naked uh, black magics. Yeah, I've seen that. I think they're they're good. I think again that has that runs into a slight. I mean, yes, definitely cheaper than a Komodo to run. Yeah, but in terms of it's still getting up there in cost difference between well, that and you could buy GoPro. you could buy you could buy a pocket for what fifteen hundred quid. Yeah, true. As in, it's that's in the realm of not disposable, but it's in the realm of yeah, as you can. Whereas six and a half grand. Yeah, and you're more likely to be able to sell that because you're saying right, okay, well we can do. You know, you still shoot raw. You've got loads of dynamic range, and you can go right. Okay, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I could, I could, I could see, and it, well, as you've seen from the industry, the amount of people who use the naked black magics mm. is huge because I think that is the way forward. I mean, you see all the Americans using uh, the thirteen-inch uh, hexes, and they're all flying Harrys and everything yeah. like that. It's just like. Cool. Yeah, yeah. What was it recently? I saw, uh, I saw on um, Beverly Hills Aerials flying the the Ari film. Yeah, I saw that. As and well. it was just yeah. like, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. But why? Yeah, I didn't <laughs> get it. Just because you like, can. Yeah. Just because you can. Um, and I think that's the big thing that people see is the glitz and glamour of we can fly this, and yeah, that's that's cool. But the practical side of it in the industry yeah it's 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 very different yeah yeah that's cool um trying to run out of things to talk about now but then we came back on to sort of the industry as a whole anyway in terms of so um as some listeners will know i started out with sort of commercial fpv sort of last year getting into it and 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 hoping to kind of hit the ground running this year but the start of the year was really difficult in terms of work and i think there was a lot of a lot of things going on economically anyway and then there was just generally the sort of the the industry and what was how that affected that uh which may have had some bearing but me going into it being like oh cool i'm new to didn't really have this understanding of what what the industry was sort of going through at the time was like oh right i've really not not thought well it was almost like i not thought this through enough and was like oh the demand isn't as what i thought it would be and all that sort of thing so i just wanted to kind of touch back something that we started talking about before we started recording which was you know how the start of the year was for you what kind of things you, you you've and some of the things you've done this year which i know were really cool so we'll talk about those yeah, as well yeah 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 um, um yeah no it's been a shit year <laughs> i don't think there's any other word to describe it i mean yeah, yeah we've had some awesome stuff but you, you you speak to a lot of people in the industry and the majority of them are it's up and down. It's a roller coaster. As in, it's you're either absolutely flat out or you're dead. Mm. Um, whereas last year was quite nice. It was just an even right. workflow. Everything fitted in really nicely. It was a good year last year. Then this year, as I said, the beginning of the year was just like shit. What 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 am I going to do? As in, because yeah. uh, the phone wasn't ringing and stuff yeah. like that. Um, so yeah, no, it's. It, I can get it. It's a, it was a it's a hard year to start on, but if you make it this year, yeah, I think uh, every year after that, hopefully, hope yeah. I mean, there's always well, going to be bad years for stuff anyway. And I think yeah. it's um, this year has done say, really well. This year, I've seen people start yeah. out, you know, and it's kind of difficult when you see people starting out with businesses because you kind of see them going, all right, oh yeah, I've, I've I've hit the ground running, and you think, well, wow, where, where are these guys come from? They've just started. They're going full going and do all these amazing things. But actually, when you 
either speak to them or you kind of speak to other people that work with them and they go, oh no, actually they were, they were doing this for yeah. four or five years and it's yeah. now that they finally got into a position where yeah. they can push it and do it. And I think that's the reality for most people when they start out on anything, any Absolutely. business. Yeah. Is you've got to get to know people and you've got to... I mean, it's, it's a really tough thing. I mean, if you're really good at flying, you're an amazing FPV pilot, you can fly... Uh, every day and not have an issue at all but trying to get into the industry it's it goes back to the old saying it's not what you know it's who you yeah, know 100% and trying to get into the industry from nothing is hard I mean I did it I can, I, I didn't have any contacts whatsoever I didn't know yeah. what the, I could fly yeah but I had no no idea who yeah. to speak to or how to get the business off the ground as in and it took i reckon a good four years easily yeah before i started to actually see or even my name was sort of out there with some clients that right okay yeah they would recommend me and i was actually i could see making progress yeah uh so yeah no it's, it's a hard one and it's with the caa like we we're saying earlier with the caa changing all the rules in the past year uh, yeah that's made it all interesting as well because really anyone can just get a mini yeah a DJI basically mini, and go out yeah you get your and, mini you get your insurance yeah. and you can go out and do it and that's and, great in a way because it does open up so many opportunities for people it and, does and, yeah and it and it makes things more competitive and it makes things i guess people then can push more sort of like what's happened in photography and videography as a whole is people then push to a style and you go with someone who's got a certain style you like and then yeah and that, yeah. that kind of, you build those relationships up that way rather than just being like, oh, I fly a drone or they fly a drone. And I think that will come. But the, like we were saying before, like the sort of the opinion of, of people, I think at the moment is just like, oh, we've got a drone operator or we've got, you know, we don't need another drone operator. Yeah. Why would we choose you when we've got Larry down the road sort of yeah. thing? There isn't this yeah. idea of a good, bad. There isn't even an idea of a difference between FPV and VLOS and, yeah. and any of that. So, yeah, it's, 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 it's really strange. And as you say, as in it's, once people get used to using a particular person, unless they cock up, they'll just carry on using yeah. them. Uh, and it's hard then, not to say that it's right to go in and take work from others, no. but it's a hard way to uh, get in with a company. Yeah. Um, but I think I've gone in with the approach of arms open to everybody that I meet. Yeah. That I would the last thing I'd ever want to do is ruin a uh, reputation between a client and a uh, another pilot or yeah. anything like that. So I'm really arms open, friendly and easy to work with, I'd say, in that sense. Yeah. If you know what I mean, as in it's I can people trust that they can get me in on a job for a one job and I'm not going to steal your client yeah. from you. Because yeah. I think that's what people fear the most is if you miss one. And I have, I've missed, I've had to let, when we're busy, let a client down and they've gone elsewhere. And I've never yeah. heard back from them because they've got in with another. Yeah, uh, they just use them. Yeah, yeah so it, you have to look after and you have to keep friends in it. And I think people are very um, closed doors. Yeah. On it all, like I don't want to tell you too much. I don't want to 
uh, let you into my little world. No, that's it. Uh, you kind of just ask a question to try and yeah. break the ice a bit, and it's just like, yeah. no. Or you just get nothing back. Exactly. Whereas I think it should be more open and help a brother out. Yeah. As in... uh, Yeah, because I I started this year and I went in being like, oh, I'm super keen, I'm doing all this, and and learned immediately with that kind of... There's that that wall that you hit of like, oh, wow, okay, I've kind of pushed too hard and too fast into this. Don't jump straight into the sales. You know, you've got to talk to people and get to know them and then... And get to know their business, and you know, then it work. Then you kind of go, oh, actually, is a drone video product or, or drone filming for their particular shoot or whatever actually what they need, or is it something else that they want to want to do? And then you kind of it gives you an understanding of why they might be so closed off or whatever about it. And then yeah, yeah, I mean, it's... but even just trying to say hello and start a conversation and just be like, oh, cool, I fly drones. I saw your business looks interesting, and yeah. you just say that, and you, sometimes you can just hear nothing and just be like, "Oh, yeah." It's just all met with like, "Oh, no, thanks." Yeah, it's it's very hard approaching people. As in, the best way to do is to get onto social media and make friends in the industry. Yeah, that is honestly, if I could give any advice, just be friendly. Just yeah. be, and don't be. Like I've done it on a few jobs where I've wanted to get in with a particular uh, group of filmers or something, and I'll be like, "Go see them, go out for a meal with them, yeah. uh, and take it from there with them." As in, don't say instantly, "Oh, that's a thousand pounds, please." If you want me to come and work for you, yeah. make a friend out of it and show them that you're keen and chuck in a freebie. Yeah, but. You need to, the big thing about the freebie thing is you need to be really strict with it, yeah, and be like, you get one, yeah, and that is that is it, yeah. Uh, it's a that is a really hard area when doing because people can abuse you, yeah, people 100%, can, yeah. Uh, but it is a good way of yeah. getting into these bigger companies, uh, yeah, to. To basically get to approach them, yeah, and it's just nice and that you show willing as well. Like you just like yeah. you're not just there to to earn yeah. a bit of money and disappear. Yeah. You know, I you mean, wanna... yeah, it's it's it depends on what you're going for. Well, true. As in, depends on what what sector you're going for. I mean, I've I've been on a shoot where I was doing the uh, I was doing the heavy lift drone, so I was using the M six hundred. Yeah. And I wasn't actually, it was really weird. We weren't doing the FPV. They had another company in doing the FPV. Oh, right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the, the, I mean, the, the lad who was in doing the FPV, amazing guy. He could fly, everything like that. And I, I'm not going to say too much, but yeah. he didn't have much of an idea of the film side of things. Yeah. So the process, and that's what I go back to, like the lingo and the, yeah. the talking on a film set and knowing your place and knowing who you can talk to and who not to talk to, yeah. uh, basically interrupting people. Uh, and you could tell that he was struggling with, he was excited of where he, what he was yeah. doing, but he struggled with the, the film side of things. The etiquette. Yeah, exa- yeah. yeah, the etiquette. Yeah, exactly. Um, so there's, that, there's, so much, there's so much to learn from yeah. it. So that's why I say, depends on what area you want to go into you need to do your research on yeah. uh, what you're going to do when you actually get the job yeah. and how you're going to talk and 
act and yeah. know your place. It, yeah. Uh, so I mean, yeah, it's it's a real minefield out there. It is, yeah. <laughs> it is crazy, but I think that's that's another thing I tried to do this year was kind of go and do everything, like drone tours, offering drone tours, offering to do drone filming, offering to do car chases, motorsport, whatever. Yeah, and yeah. Then it kind of got six months in, and I was like, I am spreading myself way too thin. Offering so offering so much so many different services is that what you mean yeah to a degree yeah it's kind of obviously fpv and and uh, uh, has a lot of applications now and that's just fpv on its own before you talk about any other drone filming and, and yeah. things so it was yeah if i'm offering all this fpv stuff and i'm just kind of spreading myself out too thin and you're trying to and some things you kind of go okay get known for fpv yep and then you'll get all these, you know, or there's potential opportunities to do work in many different fields. But I feel like now, having tried to get on that approach um, and sort of coming in, you know, not knowing many people and not knowing many people in different industries, I've kind of now whittled it down to like two or three things that I really want to do, and I'm going to now push solely into those. I think yeah. more than any, more yeah. than anything else. Which, yeah, know what you want to do. Yeah, um, and get good at. Yeah. Those aspects uh, yeah i wouldn't say it was niching down but it's definitely like because it's more broad than that but it's definitely yeah. that sort of type of thing where you go right i'm going to be known for doing these selection of things like you you yeah. have your contacts in automotive so it's like yeah. okay we'll go to ed for automotive stuff because yeah. he's he's the yeah. guy so yeah. yeah yeah i mean yeah i mean that's yeah that's the best way to think of it i mean i wouldn't turn work down mm. if it came I mean, no, yeah. Uh, if you've got free, you got the availability, and it's and it's there, and exactly. Um, but yeah, if you could, if you could build, I suppose it's really building your name. Yeah, I mean that's that's what we're all doing, is it? It's all you want to try yeah. and do, and I think social media, I mean, has changed so much in the past year and a half, i.e., Instagram changing and yeah. just basically the short videos it's yeah it's really taken a hit from the way i used to promote myself with photos and bts yeah because that's all because that's all i loved looking at was behind the scenes yes. of uh people on shoots and everything like that so i thought oh, i'm just going to share stuff like that but then now that it's all video content and photos are sort of yeah dying off it's Huh. Got to change the way I advertise myself through social media now. Yeah, that's uh, it. I think the behind the scenes stuff is still big there because if you look at even like feature films, if you look, you know, we come back to sort of what you know Beverly Hills Aerials were doing with you know the the, the Ari film yeah, camera yeah, on yeah. the yeah. on the heavy rig. It's like if that if they'd linked that in with the film they were working on, they probably couldn't because it was obviously closed off when they were doing it. But you know, if it's after the fact the films come out, they go, oh yeah, we shot this with this yeah. for this film. Yeah, yeah. That then becomes part of the marketing for the whole film. And you Absolutely. see that with kind of some of the um, um, uh, some of like the James Cameron, Christopher Nolan, like you see the behind the scenes stuff, particularly yeah. when they had things yeah. like ambulance and stuff coming. And you know, you know, particularly for me, that's how I kind of became aware of the film because of the FPV stuff that was in it and the following of drones. And when you start to reach people's interest with a film, yeah. you actually push it out much further than if you just launch a trailer. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's that's why I love BTS. Yeah, because it is just. It's that raw side, and as you say, if you can finally get the actual taken shot, yeah, of the BTS, oh, winner, 
Yeah. But then the NDA is covering whether you're allowed to share it. And yeah, there's that. Yeah, it's a real pain in the ass. As in, yeah. like, we, we last, last December, we went and did a Aldi shoot in Lanzarote. Yeah. And you can see it's it's on the social media now, but there's a, a specific shot where we were diving from quite high up on the coastline to behind the uh, the Aldi Q8, I think it was, e-tron. Right. And the director um, was so adamant of, that's the shot that I want. And I was like, yeah, that sounds, that sounds cool. And did the dive really high up, went into behind it, saw it after we shot it, and I was like, yes, it's all right. Yes. And it looks okay. And then it was about three, four weeks later that they sent us a message saying, oh, do you want to see that shot now? And that's after post-effects had gone in, and then now oh, it's wow. got clouds in it that weren't there. Oh, if wow. you watch it, the, cl- <laughs> the, clouds, the clouds weren't actually there. Yeah. As in it was a blue, there wasn't a single cloud in the sky. Yeah. Um, and once I saw that, I was like, oh, my God, I want to share this, I want to share this. And I think it was like six, six, seven months' time before we could share any of it. So oh, it's, right. it's yeah. getting that excitement of, yeah. that's a really cool shot, but I can't show anyone it. No, that's it, yeah. Um, and it's, yeah, it's, it's like that always. So you just literally, like we did we did another shoot um, the other month uh, for a feature film near York, actually. And it was a really technical shot. Uh, it, was, it was the final take of the film. And right. um, I'm just trying to think, I can't give it, I don't know how much I could say. No, <laughs> how much right, I could no, say. No, but it was a really, te- really technical shot because the talent, there was a big oak tree. Right. The talent were underneath the oak tree. The, we shot it on the Inspire 2, and the Inspire 2 had to start, I think it was about three metres under the canopy of the oak tree. Right. So there was about a metre a meter above the drone and a metre below the drone. Wow. Uh, so really tight. And then you had six actors there. And the shot was to pull out from underneath the tree and then go to the right of the tree and then rise up. The problem was, was there was about three metres gap between the tree and the crew, so all the grips uh, with the lighting, yeah. everything like that. So it was, even though we're in the middle of a field, away from everything, suddenly the whole film production pushed into this <laughs> shot. And, yeah, that was really scary. Yeah. Going back to the thing of... It's fine when you're on your own, but when there was probably about 50, 60 people yeah. there. And they're all right in. Uh, and they're right, right in. Uh, but the shot, you can tell when you've done it, and the director is like, he's buzzing. doesn't matter whether I thought it was good or bad. Yeah. As long as he's like, he was like jumping around, I was like, yep, yeah, that's it. It did take about three or four takes. But that, it looked absolutely awesome in the end, but you can't share any of it. No, that goes yeah. going to the point. So it's a real. Yeah, I do think that, like, even when you, yeah, if you can say, you know, if you can put in the caption like, "Oh, shooting for X," or working with a big production yeah. company that people yeah. know, say so you're like, "Oh, working yeah. with BBC or yeah. ITV, or whatever, doing, yeah. you know, working on a shoot," and you've kind of got a clip behind you prepping the drone or something, and then, yeah. I think even if it's people doing camera stuff, I think that as BTS alone is enough to me for me to go, oh, I'm intrigued now. Like, yeah, yeah, did, yeah. I'll look out for see what, yeah. what this program is yeah. in, like, in the future see, I, and things. I, lo- I love it, but I got beaten down by it by yeah. a couple of people saying to us, 
oh, you never share any of the actual uh, footage and stuff. It's just BTS, and I'm like, yeah, no, because I've forgotten about it. But <laughs> yeah, <that's> it, yeah. <laughs> when am I, when am I, it comes out, yeah. When I'm allowed to do it, it's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah I, should, I, should, share, yeah. I should share that <laughs> yeah. now. Um, so yeah, I just, yeah. I, just, I just love the BTS side of things, and it's awesome. Yeah. See, even, even doesn't matter whether it's to do with drones or what have you. Just seen the behind the scenes of how film is made and how commercials are made. Yeah, oh, who wouldn't want to be involved with that? It just yeah, it's, a, it's such a amazing industry to be in um i think people see the glitz and glamour of traveling to all these places and filming what they don't see is how tiring it is yeah uh as in we did a shoot uh the other week and i had to drive to south tuscany and that was Constant drive. It took about twenty six hours wow. to drive the van yeah. there, and when I, when we got there, we were getting up at about four in the morning and going back, getting back to the hotel anywhere between eleven and two in the morning, yeah. and that's for like four or five days. Yeah. So, it, as I say, it's, it on the on the face of everything, it looks amazing. Yeah. But the reality of it is so tiring yeah. and you yeah it's just knackering uh yeah doing it all yeah i had a similar experience when i went to spain earlier in the year filming some some motorbike track days and yeah that one it was like a, a couple of three or four days on track yeah and, you know, like say so you get there early in the morning because you want to get the sunrise shots you want to get all the stuff yeah. for the circuit and everything and then you go right okay getting the bikes prepped so you're filming basically for from seven eight o'clock in the morning and you're just there running around doing different things, especially on on a circuit as well. I think I mean there's I've been to a couple of I've been to the two Spanish ones I've been to now, Guadix and um, uh, Cartagena. Right. And both of those have pretty forgiving access for getting around the circuit. So it's not like I've got to run around the entire perimeter to get to anything. There's a kind of weaving underpass. Yeah. Especially at Cartagena, there's like weaving underpasses and bits and pieces. And the sessions, the way they worked at and at Guadix were that you could um, you can, you, know, you wear a radio and we could talk to the race tower and we could be like, can we cross at yeah, this yeah, point yeah, or whatever? Yeah, yeah. And they were like, yep, yeah, fine, totally cool. They were just like, watch out for snakes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was loads of snakes out there apparently. We didn't know until like the second day and they're like, oh, great. no, we're like, oh, Christ. Yeah, great. Um, but no, that was the thing is that you're there and then you're there till 10 o'clock at like once everything's wrapped up and then you've got to, got to go back to the hotel, yep. sort out all your footage from that day because no doubt you've filled up loads of cards, yep. batteries are dead, yep. got to charge up, got to eat. Got to eat, yeah. Yep. So like you say, by then, you, hit, you go to bed, 1, 2 a.m., yeah. back up again, 4, 5, 6 o'clock, yeah. just, to, just to get to the track. But yeah. like, so it's it's, it's hard isn't work. It? It and then you've flown out there, so you've already had a long day travelling, usually because yeah. of because yeah. of airline delays and all sorts yeah, of yeah, other yeah, things. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it's, it is tiring, but I still we still love it. Yeah. We still think, do it. Yeah. As in, it's, it's an amazing thing to do but and it's a great way to see the world as well especially yeah. if you're going to new places yeah of course yeah um, but it is just people like the people I like friends and family yeah. are like oh wow look 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 where you're going and look what you feel look who you're meeting look what car you're filming yeah and it's like I think I forget all that side of things and all I see now is the effort I'm shattered yeah that was 
a long shoot that. Um, yeah. So yeah, no, it's it's a big. Uh, yeah, and it's the glitz and glamour of like, oh, you're going to this place. It's like, I'm going to that place. Yeah. But I'm actually going to be several hundred miles out of any <laughs> this, this city yeah. in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And I'm going to be in that same place four days. Yeah. I'm not going to actually see any of the country at all, yeah, 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 except yeah, yeah, for the yeah, airport yeah. in and out. I'll yeah. go to the duty free and I might buy something. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that, that literally is it. As in, we fly in, we do the job, and we fly out. It's very rare that we'll have a down day. Mm-hmm. Uh, or a rest day out there. Yeah. Normally it's just straight work. Yeah. All the time. Um, I mean, it's yeah, it's it's, it's 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 a tough one to get your head around. But yeah. it's But it is awesome. As in, it's a. Uh, you think back over the years of like if you could, if I could have said to myself six seven years ago when I set up the clients that I've worked for. I'd have been jumping around the room. Yeah. I'd have been like, no way. No way. As in, we've, yeah. we've just I've had a week out, say the Tuscany one, that's for Pagani. Yeah. Filming a five million pound utopia. Wow, yeah. I mean, it's, as I say, if, if you'd asked me that six years ago, I'd be like, as if. <laughs> yeah. As if. Um, I mean, it's, yeah, it's just insane. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the some of the jobs you can get as in and but that's what I mean you need to fuel, fuel yourself starting out with yeah. that's what I want to do I want, yeah, I want to do this and you need to, and... you need to set yourself your goals but then you also need to know what your goals are yeah as in you need to think who do I want to be working for yeah, in, that's in six months or five years time, who, yeah. what, what sort of clients do I want to be working for? And if you just make like say two or three, work really hard on trying to achieve those two or three clients. Yeah, and work ways of who do I need to know? Yeah, how what's to the get, stepping stones to, to, to get, get to that point? Yeah, and it's always those random. Like now, it's the random phone call of oh Ed, we need you to film this out the complete blue yeah and it's like oh bloody hell that's 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 pretty awesome that as in yeah. it's it, it's but it, i've also been on the other side of being phoned being called and be like oh could you come and film this uh the, the funniest one was a pig abattoir down <laughs> south <laughs> and it's like oh right yeah great yeah yeah, yeah. okay uh, as, long, as long as you're paying yeah yeah <laughs> whatever yeah, this is my right um, yeah so it's yeah. not so it's not uh all amazing. Yeah. I have done some yeah, suspect. Interesting uh, ones, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So was the Pagani one, was that an out of the blue? Uh, or was that something? No, I, I, was, of... uh, I knew about that, I think it was beginning of this year when I was first contacted. It's weirdly enough, I actually had time to plan this. Nice, yeah. Uh, but that was, I was actually the DP on that shoot, so I wasn't just the uh, drone operator. I DP'd around the whole show, the whole yeah. thing, um, which was amazing, stressful, yeah. but amazing. Uh, so we had a lot of time to plan for that because um, there was a lot of planning. Yes, yeah. and that of course had its problems when we got there. Uh, I think the worst. Am I allowed to say this? The worst bit was the accommodation. Sorry, not the accommodation. The shoot location was a villa. Yeah. in South, South Tuscany and I don't know if you've ever been if anyone's been to South Tuscany you know what the roads are like and they're just gravel tracks Yeah, 
to a house and this location had about a mile long gravel track that was yeah, it was on a hill it was it, in my car I wouldn't care as in yeah but in a five million pound um, yeah. Pagani it was yeah they basically they turned up and we thought the car was coming on a wagon right but they didn't they drove, it drove it there <laughs> so we turned at wow. the we turned up at location on the I think it was the second day no third day sorry at the uh, house location and yeah they literally stopped and said we can't get the car down there and we're like what do you mean you can't get the car down oh, there Christ. and it was I think it was about nine o'clock at this point <laughs> and I think we were stood on the side of the road in the middle of absolute nowhere and it was one in the morning at this point now we've been out there three four hours just like how are we going to do it it's Sunday the day after so one idea was contact a company to get a low loader out there yeah. and get it up but then the guys from Pagani were like, no, we're not having it right, on yeah. a low loader. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to have to uh, find an alternative location, which we're like, there is no alternative. Yeah. As in, <laughs> we've got the car, we need to shoot it. So, yeah, it was a bit, it was a bit complicated. We did sort it in the end. I, won't, I can't say how we sorted no, it, but that's fair. we did... Magician doesn't reveal his yeah, secrets. Yeah, it, so. it, was, it, was, it, was, it was a long one. I think that night we arrived at the hotel at about three in the morning. Wow. Um, yeah, so it was a long stressful it, day. Yeah, but what a dream! I mean, yeah. that car is nuts. I mean, that is. Yeah. I don't know how I'm going to top that now. That's what I'm worried about. Is yeah, that's it. Yeah. I've done that. And DPing for that. that yeah, no, it's not was, just like a yeah, career. You know, you could have just done the drone stuff and be like, oh wow, it would be cool to actually be more yeah. involved, and hands on in that project. Yeah. But you've got that now. You've kind yeah. of. Ticked I that mean, off. that's yeah, that's. I mean, going back to the whole things of me changing my career path it's not really changed my career path what people didn't know so we set up red kite dynamics yeah which was solely drones yeah but as i say i've always been into um, motion so gimbals remote head operations yeah. car rigs bike rigs everything like that so i've always had that side of the business and it was only in the past i don't know six months that we decided to rebrand Nice. the company because we thought that we were just getting known for just the drones right yeah but it's quite a lot more that we do like our latest ones the camera bike uh, yeah which is a Telaria Sting electric bike looks like a motocross yeah and we just redesigned it to have scaffolding on it basically cool. and have the camera on the front yeah. of it Look, it's absolutely awesome so that's the other side of stuff that we do so it's not yeah. just drones um yeah. so that's why and it's good to have that diversification as well in terms of yeah opportunities and keeping the business My bank going. balance doesn't flip in like no it is uh yeah and it, that's, that's that's another thing about the whole drone side of things it is not cheap no it is i mean yeah you can get cheap drones and all that stuff but it, when once you start doing big shoots you can't just turn up with one drone no that's it you need to have two of each backup yeah backup everything yeah. backup radio backup yeah exactly yeah all sorts. and it just suddenly starts getting expensive and then with technology changing i mean it changes so fast in the drone world i feel like it's always all oh, we need to buy, you want to keep up with it buy yeah this and buy that and yeah. it's yeah it gets 
really, really expensive. But that's why we charge a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's it. We're, we're there to make a living. We're not there to do it for free and enjoy it. No, and um, I think, yeah, that's that's one thing I think that's, and it always helps when, you know, and you get it when you talk to potential clients and they're like, well, how much would that cost? And you go, well, it costs this. And they go, oh, why, why is it that much? Or, you know, mm. I've found some cheaper quotes. It's like, well, yeah. each person has their own cost for what it's going to cost to run their business. And I feel like with, there is some commonality, I think, across a lot of, the drone industry in terms of because everyone's buying the same kit so the cost yeah. of the kit is the same and what yeah. people choose to to let that out for is I mean, the is scary them, thing but... is the inspire free yeah i mean that's i know i know people who have sold heavy lift drones that they've solely used for the last five years yeah and just invested straight in that got rid of all of their heavy lift drones and gone straight to the inspire three because they just say what's the point because yeah. in it's Everyone it's wants every, to inspire three. Yeah, so. as in, so, so you could be flying an eighty thousand pound setup. Minimum, you could go one hundred and fifty thousand, and yeah. the Inspire three is close to the same quality that you get. Yeah. Um, so as I say, I know several people who have sold all their heavy lifts wow. and just bought Inspires, which is which is nuts. I mean, hats off to DJI for that. As in, yeah, I mean, the control you now have. Uh, with the Inspire 3 is just yeah, it's unbelievable uh, I mean it's completely completely different to the Inspire 1 flip it egg chuck that <laughs> thing in the bin yeah. have you ever flown one? I've never flown one but I've, oh. all I've heard is, is, is terrible tales so that's kind of me off how does it fly? it's <laughs> such a horrible oh, I in mean, fact the more the most I think the most footage I've seen of Inspires being flown is usually those videos where they kind of go out of control and you see like the yeah, random yeah, ones yeah, and yeah, they yeah, just yeah, do yeah, their yeah. own thing yeah, for 10 minutes yeah, yeah. I mean I, 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 I think I think we've still got two of the Inspire ones I'm sure I've still got two they're, they're definitely covered in dust because yeah. we as soon as we got the Inspire 2 whenever it was we never got it back out <laughs> yeah. the Inspire ones because they just yeah. They're horrible to fly. You can't get any beautiful shots personally with them. Yeah. Uh, but then, as go back to the same thing, Inspire 2 came out and everyone was, that was just insane. But yeah. then now, after using that for five, six years, it's yeah. like, that flies like crap. That does. Yeah. It drifts. Oh, it's just horrendous at drifting. Uh, as much as you play around with it and it bobbles up and down yeah, yeah. it's just not great and that's where the Inspire 3 has just come in and destroyed it nice. as in doesn't drift uh, doesn't bobble up and down it is locked in uh, which is just insane yeah, uh, as in, yeah. I'm excited as in it'll be nice to see what happens over the next year or so yeah. with that side of things yeah. um, I have seen um since the Inspire Three's come out, definitely it was kind of just before it was coming out. I think as well, people I saw people start doing it. They started doing FPV Inspire Twos. Yep. Um, and then what was that the naked ones? Um, or do you mean so that was an Inspire Two that they literally just put an FPV setup on? Oh right, okay. Yeah, so yeah, it was, yeah. That was kind of the yeah. the basic. But then yeah, I've yeah. seen yeah, sort of the naked setup where they're taking the Inspire Two camera setup and 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 sort of in, internals, yeah. Yeah, yeah, boxing yeah. It up in a different package, yeah, stick yeah. it on FPV drone, yeah. and then yeah. which is a cool setup, and I think yeah. that's that's a cool way of doing it because it's it's a good camera. I'd love camera, to give it like, a go. Yeah, as I said, I think I think from it'd be interesting to see because of course 
the Inspire 2 can't, I don't think, can handle the speed of a Simulifter if you're giving it no. a lot. Yeah. I don't think the gimbal could handle being thrown around yeah, that much. Um, but for stabilised shots, oh, I'd love to have yeah. a go on a Simulifter with an Inspire 2, yeah. naked Inspire 2 on, because I yeah. bet that'd be awesome. I mean, the noises Simulifters make just epic. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Oh, I lo- honestly, I love it. Is in the, they just sound like the bigger you get with drones, I think the better they sound. Yeah, definitely. The smaller yeah. you get, the horrible. Yeah, they sound. are. Horrific, so going yeah. so going from a five inch to a nine inch, uh, you hear the difference. I mean, then if you go up to the heavy lifter drones, uh, God, they just sound like it. They're just such helicopters deep, putting, yeah, yeah. such a deep uh, prop noise as in it's, oh, it's awesome nice um, yeah that's no, 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 cool that's cool no, cool well thanks Ed done a, done a good hour of talking and, and going through stuff it's been cool I'm sure we could talk about loads more stuff but yeah I think um, we'll wrap it up there and uh, yeah wish you luck on um, the rest of the year and hopefully uh, more to come from Arcade Emotion and awesome cheers Dan yeah no worries cool